Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. Lady Gaga must be happy. Her two stolen French bulldogs are back at home. They were recovered on Friday night, nearly uh, two days after they were stolen. Uh, Amazing what 500 grand will do. Yeah, well, I guess there was a woman who was basically like walking down a street and found them uh, chained to a fence. So I guess the guys who stole the dogs panicked, didn't know what to do with them when they found out the heat was on for these two French bulldogs, and they realized, I guess, that they had uh, stolen from the wrong person. Mm. Lady Gaga, I don't play. And so, uh, yeah, she found the dogs and now uh, expecting her reward, and Lady Gaga saying she she will pay up. These guys are uh, still on the loose, and the cops are still looking for them. The dog walker, Ryan Fisher, expected to make a full recovery. His family says he's receiving extraordinary care at the hospital. And Gaga says, I continue to love Ryan. You risked your life to fight for our family. You're forever a hero. But interesting enough, um, TMZ says that Ryan and the dogs weren't just making a trip around the block. They had walked down to a liquor store and were on their way back. The store was seven blocks from the site of the attack. So now Lady Gaga might have to sit Ryan down and say, (laughs) the block, my dated neighborhood, not down to the liquor store, you drunk. (laughs) How far? Plus, it's a French bulldog. They don't need need that much walking. No, and they don't drink. No. They don't want the booze. Anyhow, so that's good to hear that she's got her puppies back. Yeah, so I guess uh, her people have been in contact with this woman. The police won't say much. Because they said the you know the reward has nothing to do with them. That's right. between Gaga uh, and the woman herself. But they say this this woman doesn't appear to be connected. No. Uh, to uh, to it whatsoever. Although boy, that's a that's a lottery ticket to walk down the street and find two dogs. Yeah. yeah. No. For exactly. half a million dollars. Imagine if she had asked one of her girlfriends or somebody, "Let's go for a walk," and they all said no. Right. She comes back and goes, "I went for the walk. I'm five hundred grand richer." You imagine the heat though on those two guys deservedly so i mean you shot someone yeah. for dogs yeah dude but uh but all of a sudden you know they find out mm. oh crap they're gaga's dogs and a five hundred thousand dollar reward they'll be looking at everyone they know <laughs> and who knows them and what they've been up to yeah <laughs> hey, which one is going to turn me in for 500 g's yeah yeah well i guess that's gone though now right because it's gone to the woman with the right yeah right, it's gone i know with the dogs but that's why i'm sure that's why they just said okay well forget it let's just get rid of these dogs well you think they would have i mean they stole the dogs they had the dogs they could have held on for a little while you think they would find somebody to say okay we're going to set this up where you report yeah that you found the dogs and we'll give you some of the change but i guess they just said it's not worth it uh, we'll move along. Especially, uh, they're two buddies. I'm sure the one guy said to the other, you didn't really have to shoot the dog walker. We could have gotten away with this. See, uh, that's the real scary part of this, in, in all of this, you know, that, that can't be lost. It's two guys stealing dogs at gunpoint. Yeah. And yeah. shot. You know, yeah. now, you know, they. it all happens so very fast when you look at the video of it as well. They, I, I guess they expected when they pulled the gun, the guy wouldn't fight back. For these dogs, mm. right? Uh, but not his, and knowing who they were, who the, whose they were, I guess he figured it's my job to protect them. Again, I, if I was Gaga, I'd be having a little chat with my dog walker about taking my French bulldogs for a stroll to a liquor store. <laughs> <laughs> a little issue there, perhaps. Gustav uh, said he wanted the booze. Some, uh, some uh, research was done 
to find out what the cutest dog is. Now, everybody's going to think that their dog is the cutest, of course. But they, uh, this study ranked the cutest dog breeds using that golden ratio, you know, the s- symmetrical face, eyes, okay, all that stuff. And according to the results, Dalmatians are the most attractive dog. Oh. Just to guess to the shape of their face and all that. Then the Irish Water Spaniel, the Wire Fox Terrier, Labrador, Basset Hound, a Jack Russell, a Rottweiler, St. Bernard, <clears throat> and Golden Retriever showing up way down the list. Pugs, right. uh, Siberian Huskies, English Bulldogs, and Bloodhounds all making the cut. Pugs? Wow. Pugs, yeah. And dogs aren't even the cutest pet. Through this research, cats are the cutest. Again, really? just due to the shape of their face. Cats, ferrets, rabbits, hamsters... All line up before dogs. So look at that mutt you spent fifteen two thousand thirty five hundred dollars on. You could have had a ferret for about five bucks. It'll gnaw your face off. Golden Globes were last night, and of course, it was done different than it's ever been done before. You had Tina Fey in New York City and Amy Poehler in Los Angeles. They had some people sitting at tables in front of them. They were first responders that were invited to the event. And uh, they did everything uh, through Zoom. And I, uh, I applaud whoever had to organize that because oh. I could barely organize one Zoom call. I can only imagine <laughs> going all over the world to this person and that person, making sure everybody's set up and in their spot and lit properly and uh, making sure their mics aren't muted. Okay. Now, knowing you, you watched it all. The whole thing. Uh Really? Beginning dead. Uh, no, I, I saw like a, a very quick snippet of it, but I didn't see Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. Were they in front of an audience? Yeah. Yeah, she had okay. a, an they audience. They weren't in their houses and, at this no, point. No, no, they were actually dressed, uh, unlike Jason Sudeikis, who was sitting there in a hoodie. <laughs> I guess when your heart is broken by Olivia Wilde, <laughs> takes you was. It was weird. He lo- it looked like he had just crawled out of bed. Uh, he had this hoodie on. And uh, and at one point, Don Cheadle, who was up for the same award as him, started giving him the wrap it up signal. Oh, really? He was just rambling and not making a lot of sense. So I don't know what was going on there. Um, uh, one of the highlights was Sasha Baron Cohen. He won too. Uh, he won for uh, Borat, of course. He won best comedy, and he won for best actor. And uh, in accepting the awards, he had this to say. That was pretty funny. I've got to say, this movie couldn't have been possible without my co-star. A fresh new talent who came from nowhere and turned out to be a comedy genius. I'm talking, of course, about Rudy Giuliani. I mean, who could get more laughs out of one unzipping? Incredible. Our movie was just the beginning for him. Rudy went on to star in a string of comedy films, hits like Four Seasons Landscaping, Hair Die Another Day, and the courtroom drama, A Very Public Fart. He is so funny. He got interviewed recently, and he said that he's going to hang up his Borat thong for good because he um, he says, I'm just, I can't run as fast as I used to be able to, to get away from people. Right. And he said, it's amazing how angry everybody is right now. He said, you know, stuff I used to be able to do, someone would get a little embarrassed or upset with him, and they'd have a, maybe a bit of a screaming match and, you know, move on. He said, now, I, you know, I do something. I try to have some fun with somebody. And they get so wound up. He goes, I, I, I think I'm going to get shot. Mm-hmm. Like, people just go right off the deep end now whenever you go after them politically or well, anything like that. I think so. when that movie came out, too, a lot of people were surprised that he didn't get attacked, mm. uh, you know, physically. Mm-hmm. And especially a lot of the stuff that he was doing going into conventions and, and, and really it wasn't all done in a hotel room. A lot no. of this was done very publicly. No, for sure. 
So it had some highlights and some lowlights, as they always do. Bill Murray was funny. He looked like he was sitting in his L.A. home uh, just in a Hawaiian shirt and having a martini. Jodie Foster and her wife looked like they were having a pajama party. Right. She thanked Aaron Rodgers as he had thanked her. <laughs> so that, that was good. But overall, it was fine. A very sad moment, of course, when uh, Chadwick Boseman's wife accepted for him. Right. Uh, that was, that was pretty, uh, pretty touching. A um, couple other things going on in entertainment. Uh, it's Charlie Sheen. Ten years ago since he lost his mind. It's been ten years since the whole Tiger Blood thing? Yeah, since his infamous winning and uh, all of that. And he says he uh, still regrets it. He says, I'm so glad that I traded an early retirement for an effing hashtag. <laughs> 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 and, uh, and the basketball hoop from Kobe Bryant's childhood home. Remember, uh, they were, it was up for sale. Right, and yeah. The original net was still in the driveway. The house itself recently sold for $810,000. But the buyer wasn't interested in paying more to keep the hoop, so they auctioned it off thirty-seven grand for it. Really? See that 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 would be something that I would do. It'd be so many people would want that home, uh-huh. would want that net. I'd buy the house and take down the net, throw it out. I'm surprised. <laughs> people would hate me. I'm surprised they only got that for like, the net. Yeah, yeah, thirty-seven grand. I mean, you would think there'd be some NBA stars mm-hmm. who would want to have that. In their house, mm-hmm. whether or not maybe that auction wasn't done properly, or maybe this guy who owns it just kind of put it yeah. up online. He and might have just put it up on Kijiji instead of you yeah. know really going to someone. Could have paid his mortgage off. Oh, for sure. So they seem to be rolling out the vaccines just fine in Guelph. So good morning, Guelph. Here we come. <laughs> I love that Guelph. They got a lot going on there. They got the they got the university, right? Don't they have a Guelph? Is there a Guelph yes, University? University of Guelph. They got the, 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 the river. They got a river. All towns have a river. Why not? I'm sure they do. They got Sleeman. Ghost Storm. Yeah, they play at the Sleeman, uh, Sleeman Center. Right, yeah. They got, yeah. That's right. Yeah, oh, yeah. I know what's going on in the uh, OHL. Is that what that is? <laughs> Yeah, you, can you find Guelph on a map? Uh, I think I've driven through it, I right. think. They got a line. I know they got a Guelph line. Right, they do. And they had a golf course. I played that once. And they've got vaccines, obviously. Uh, they do. I mean, they uh, they say, uh, the their health unit in that, that region of Guelph has said, listen, we vaccinated our, uh, our frontline healthcare workers. We're just about through all of the uh, uh, retired seniors' residences, mm. retirement and uh, long-term care homes and staff uh, and patients. And so... Uh, it, rather than just sitting around and waiting for the Ontario portal to open up mm-hmm. uh, while they have vaccines sitting in the freezer, they're saying, no, we can open up ours. And I would hope other uh, public health units across the province can kind of do that as well. If they've got vaccines, then perhaps you know doctors can start calling patients mm-hmm. who are on their, their high risk or high priority list and say, hey, let's get that going. Well, if Guelph can do it, Anybody can. Right. The good people of Guelph. <laughs> uh, as it starts to warm up, although it's still below zero, but we start thinking about uh, spring and summer and nicer weather and um, changing your fashion, getting back to your shorts. People were asked, what temperature are you most comfortable putting on your shorts and walking around? And people say anywhere between like 15 and 20 is where we're, uh, uh, we're good to go and put our pasty white legs out there. Yeah, I think I need, I think for spring, I need to be on the high side of that. Like 20. You know, it feels different. Like 15 in October feels great. Right. Right. You might still squeak the shorts out for sure. 15, you know, now still feels a little chill in the air. Yeah, but you 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 get cold fast. I'm dainty. <laughs> I mean, you're wearing your uh, Canada Goose in June. Right. <laughs> um, Do they make shorts? Between 5 to 10 
uh, is uh, where some say they're uh, they're good to go. Although, Five degrees, they yeah, put shorts on. Yeah, That's this weekend. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, there'll be people out wearing shorts. There's and, some dudes that don't give it up ever. Like all winter long, no. Yeah, it's a good look. Pretend it's not cold. That and flip flops. Oh, you'll see some people this weekend for sure. They'll be getting like the lawn furniture out. They'll be sitting, <laughs> sitting outside having a beer. <laughs> I uh, I enjoy shorts. I wear them year round. Only just in the house. Get the house shorts. Right. Okay. Good luck. Hey, speaking of getting out and having a beer, Cafe T.O. is starting to take those applications, which uh, that's the program that allows restaurants to expand their patios onto the sidewalks in Toronto. And so uh, they're going to expand that program. They're going to start it earlier this year as well. So uh, for those that have been just (sighs) itching for uh, for that feeling, better weather to come and and, uh, a little more gathering and a little more freedom. Uh, to get around and go out and uh, and still hit a patio, that's that's good sign. Yeah, I would certainly be uh, going to one of those as quickly as we can. You know, it is interesting as we just mentioned with Guelph rolling out their vaccines and us waiting for the portal to open. You know, maybe in so many ways we've just given up on hoping for anything from our government and our officials. We just know it's all going to fall apart. Like, we really should be demanding more of them during this time. Can you get on your game a little better? We just go, oh, what are you going to do? I'll just wait. But it really is. It, it's annoying. Like, I heard uh, Christine, what's her name? Uh, Elliot. Say, yeah, yeah, Christine Elliot. Saying, you know, well, we want to make sure the uh, the portal uh, doesn't fail. Uh, let's, you know, take a couple of weeks to, well, couldn't you have done that again? That's what we were saying yesterday. That The Months vaccines ago? have been here since December. Yeah. You know, that's when they were approved. At yeah. that point, these portals should have been developed. They have the money to spend. It mm. should have been spent. But listen, we can... We can scream about it all you want and and complain about it, but it's not going to change the way that they're doing things, and it's not going to improve it in the next couple of days. Uh, and, and so we're stuck with waiting. And somehow a city that's named after the sound you make when you puke gets it first, and they're able to get it. Guelph? Yeah. Well, that- <laughs> well, now I don't want to live there. <laughs> Look who joins us. It's Teddy Reader for Helinda's Meats. Good morning, Ted. Good morning, Craig. Good morning, Lucky. Morning, Ted. How are you? Ah, uh, you know, can't complain. Happy uh happy first of March, eh? Mm-hmm. That's right. You're one month away from the joint opening up again. That's it. Thirty one, thirty days, I guess. Beautiful. Thirty days. Looking April for Driving by the joint, Eldorado Golf Course in Brooklyn. You can smell it as you come across <laughs> Winchester. It smells great. The grills are going. You see the smoke coming up. And uh, nothing like beer, barbecue, and golfing with Teddy Reader at the joint. So looking forward to seeing you there again, Teddy. And we're looking forward to it. Yeah. It'll be a tasty, tasty season. Now, speaking of tasty, uh, I noticed on Instagram you had a recipe for something that I love to cook only because there's a sexy quality to it. Whenever I take cherry tomatoes and i get my pan nice and hot with the olive oil and you drop those in there you get the big plume of smoke and they're charring and you're you're shaking them around in the frying pan salt and pepper it's a it's a sexy little thing to cook and then i usually put them over some kind of steak or something like that but you have uh, mixed them in with feta cheese you got a cherry tomato feta cheese bake tell us about that well, it was uh, it, it, definitely not my creation. Uh, there's no meat. <laughs> <laughs> this is a pasta dish, but I guess, right? My my daughter kept uh, seeing this recipe through social media, and it was a feta and cherry tomato bake and tossed on pasta. And she she said to me, "Can you can you make that for me, Daddy?" 
And I'm like, uh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Get your mother to do it. Uh, But eventually I did make it for her. And so it, uh, because she loves pasta. That's like her favorite thing. And so it was, it's pretty simple. Uh, I used a a Macedonian feta versus a Greek style feta. Um, uh, The one that I found comes in a yellow pail. You'll find it in the grocery stores. And I love any cheese that comes in a pail. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, this comes in a brine in a yeah. pail, yeah. and it's really smooth and absolutely beautiful. And so you pull it out, and I cut off a, a one-and-a-half-inch thick uh, round of it and then put it into a cast-iron pan and seasoned it with some salt, some pepper, some fresh chilies, and I drizzled it with some olive oil. And then surrounding it, I took two pints of cherry tomatoes, Put them in a bowl, tossed them with some olive oil, salt, pepper, fresh garlic. I used a little bit of fresh thyme and then poured that all around the the feta cheese. Fired it into a 425-degree oven. Wow. You could do this out on your grill if you want, but I did this straight in the oven. Mm -hmm. Put it in the 425-degree oven. About uh, 15 minutes later, the cherry tomatoes are starting to burst and and get nicely uh, charred on them. And... Then you pull it out, and the cheese is all soft, and you mash the two things together. Oh, okay. All right. The cheese doesn't completely melt away in that heat, no? No, no, it doesn't. It just get, it just softens, oh, okay. and it stays right in that round. It just softens. And then you take the, the soft, hot, tender cherry tomatoes, and you mix that in with that soft cheese. And I then poured uh, pasta on top of it, mixed it all together, put a layer of cheese on top, and then baked it. Like it would be like a mac and cheese bake. Sounds amazing. I guess you could you could take some like ground veal or beef or whatever, fry that up, and probably throw it into if you want to get a little meat going, some protein in there, right? Uh, A little. uh, What I did is uh, just I slid it in there with some uh, diced up and sautéed pancetta, crispy pieces of pancetta. Very good. Very good. Yeah, yeah. And or or prosciutto would work, or bacon would work, and I threw that in there, and it was it was actually. Quite tasty. <laughs> it sounds and, uh, amazing. My daughter had three servings. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to so, have to try that. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun, and it's easy to do, and uh, it's quick, right? That's the thing. Boil some pasta, throw it in the oven, and uh, all within about a half an hour, you're done. Yeah, it sounds good. Quick dinner, easy dinner. You know, I don't know too many uh, kids who uh, dislike pasta. Although, Lucky, how's... Uh, How's we Evan with the pasta these coming days? Coming around. He's not. He's never been huge on it, but he's, he's coming around to it now. Teddy, Lucky's got a son who will eat all the vegetables in sight, but won't eat pasta. Right. There's something wrong with I that I love boy. that kid. There's something <laughs> that wrong with That kid's awesome. <laughs> He'll also eat everything he, he, on the You know what? That kid joint. gets a free burger at the joint just for not eating pasta. <laughs> Don't tell him that. He'll eat you out of house and home. <laughs> he likes his veggies, really likes his burgers. Oh, yeah, tasty treat. We can't wait to see you at El Dorado Golf Course in a month's time, Teddy. If people want to talk grilling, how do they get a hold of you? You're going to find me in the social media world at Ted Grills. I think I might have just given myself a concussion. <laughs> I, I put my headphones on and I let them snap onto my head, and I, I think, I, I, think I, I fainted. I think I knocked myself out for a second. <laughs> I might have to go to the hospital. You're so dainty. I am. The three most painful insect stings are from the bullet ant, the warrior wasp, and the tarantula hawk spider wasp. Ooh. You wouldn't want any of those as pets. What happened to the murder hornet? Where are they? Wherever they are, I hope they stay there. Yes, yes. Not inviting them. We don't want them, no. Have you ever seen the guy on YouTube 
that uh, that takes bites from these insects. Like he's got no. a channel, like all he does goes around and finds these like incredibly painful stinging insects and lets them bite him. How needy is this guy? Ah, uh, well, he's making money doing it, I is guess. He, people are watching well, it. I guess if, if we're finding out about it, it means enough people are clicking on it. I guess. That doesn't sound like a fun hobby to me. No, no. I mean, there's easier ways to make money. Howard Johnson Hotels are a luxury brand in China. They're four or five star hotels. Really? In China. You're looking for a Hojo. I am. Guy, need, guy needs. <laughs> I have needs. Um, can openers. They uh-huh. were invented in 1858, which was 48 years after cans. So for 48 years, people were smashing them with hammers and chisels to get into their baked beans. When were they made? 1848? 1858. 18, so 48 years after cans. So for like 150-something years, mm. we were using them wrong, too? Because we only discovered recently that you're supposed to lie it flat That's right. on top of the can. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. But somebody, I can't remember who, shared that with us, and I went home. And couldn't believe a game-changing, life-changing thing for me. Yeah. Because all my meals come out of a can, so I'm opening a lot of them. <laughs> that boy RD oh, is now it. not killing you. I love it. <laughs> well, it's killing you, yes. but it's just not Different getting way. your hands first. Different way. <laughs> yeah. And see, this shows, too, like technology. Like they, It is said that in the last, like, say, decade or two, uh, we have moved f- so much farther ahead with technology than we did for like a hundred years before. Right. Imagine now if the can was invented, the can opener would have been invented with it. Like how it took 48 years for somebody to not go, hmm. <laughs> it's got to be a better way. It's got to be a better way. <laughs> yeah. I'm losing limbs That's and right. half my food. That's right. That's right. <laughs> There's got to be a better way. Uh, the Antarctica Antarctica gets about 44,000 tourists a year, and that's up from about 5,000 tourists in the year 1990. So 44,000 people? people? Yeah. Yeah, they go there. Now, are they actually, like, setting foot, or are they taking, like, one of those cruises just to yeah, I'm not sure. skim by? Kind of like a Chevy Chase at the Grand Canyon. Maybe yeah. it's just a little, all right, got to right, go. We saw it. There's a penguin. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Off you go. It's not on my list of places to go, but. And uh, finally, your rectum has similar cells to your mouth. <laughs> Some doctor somewhere had to figure that out. Really? It is why spicy foods can burn on the way out as much as they do when you're eating no them. No way. Yeah. That's why it burns. <laughs> A doctor works at Taco Bell. <laughs> Rock mornings with, with Craig Venn and Lucky. Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.